all about phrase etymology and why we say what we say. I'm Milo. And I'm Dave. He's my dad. And she is my daughter. That's how that works. Yes, it is. (laughs) You don't need to be sad about it. Maybe I do. Oh no, I have an Eeyore for a dad, guys. Not that it Does that mean I need to be Tigger for this episode? I don't think I have Tigger energy in me. There's a wonderful thing about Tiggers. Oh, he can do both. Good. Yeah. I think I can just lay back on this You're gonna be, I'll do it all. <laughs> My dad will just talk to himself for an entire episode and take it away. And that's the new podcast. It's Dave's Thoughts About Life. And I talk for about an hour straight and everyone has just shut off the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounded so heartful and genuine. <laughs> wow. Maybe I'm Eeyore now. It's contagious. <laughs> Maybe when you're listening, you'll be Eeyore too. Not that it I, Well, this is kind of a rough energy to start this podcast on, because I actually, this is kind of like an upbeat, fun episode, but I think. But we got to ramp up. You, gotta, okay. you can't start there. So we've got to, like, do a nice ramp from Eeyore to Tigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Tigger is kind of our spirit animal for this episode. Gotcha. I, I mean, it, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah and I, we're talking about some animals, so that Perfect. makes sense. Well, what do we got today? Most specifically, we're talking about animals with stuff. What a delightful genre of idiom this is. Animals with stuff. Animals with stuff? Yeah, animals have stuff. Bees have knees. What? Cats have pajamas. No, they don't. Or meows or whiskers, depending on who you ask. Okay. Uh, Foxes have socks. I've seen that. You've seen foxes with socks? I saw the book. Yeah, there's a Dr. Seuss one right there. Dr. Seuss. There's also in different countries, uh, in Ireland, snakes have hips. No. And spiders have ankles. Where? Where? What? And in Australia, the ants have pants. I would like to see little pants on ants. That mm. would be fun. I, I hate asking you to do accents, but can you do the ants pants in an Australian? My Australian accent's really bad. I can't. I'm not going to subject that. Nope. You do it. The ants pants. Nope, nope. That was nothing. Nope. nope. That was not a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend Heath. I'm. Oh, no. I'm legit going to get my friend Heath, who is, lives in Australia, about, to say that. What about my friend Jane? Friend Jane. Yes. Jane. Who listens to this very podcast. We love Jane. She called out when I mentioned her name on one of the other episodes. Did you she like that? She was like, they called me. They mentioned me. <laughs> they, which I think is adorable. I we think, love you, Jane. Jane's Thank you for great. listening. We, yeah. You're great. Um, but so are animals with stuff. If Jane had, what would she have? Things. Jane is not plain, but she might have been on a train. Oh, I see. Jane um, has a train? Yeah. A plane train? In her pocket. She carries it in her pocket. Oh, that's kind of cute. Is she a giant or is it a tiny it's, train? It's a combination. Oh, so it's kind of like mid-sized. Yeah. It evens out yeah, to she's, the center. She's 20 feet Oh, no. Tall. She belongs in neither world. I know. She's very torn. Yeah. She's, she's lost. She's not Lilliputian. You know what that phrase is from? Yeah. Gulliver's Travels. Thank you. Who wrote it? Ah, uh, there goes my lit major, Jonathan Sorry. Swift. I knew that. Uh, so, animals with stuff. Yes, tell me about I that. I don't know Milo. about the snakes with hips or the ants with pants, because no. uh, no. I don't so much know about uh, 
other countries' etymology, but I know in America that the bee's knees and the cat's pajamas were the hottest slang back in 1920s. Mm. The other 20s, as they are soon to be called, I'm sure, now that we are in the 2020s. The good 20s, maybe. I don't know if I'd call them good. Well, better than now. Yeah, Maybe that's, that's probably true. Unless I mean, we're, we're only six months in, no, so true. hopefully things turn around a little bit. Yeah, I would like to say things can only go up, but that sounds like a bad thing. To, yeah, it's like I'm tempting fate. <laughs> anyway, so if if so, I would say that bees knees and cats pajamas they both are they both mean something cool, like the coolest thing. I I don't think they sound cool today. No, they sound unless you're being retro. Yes, but is being retro cool? I don't know. You're you're cooler than I am. I'm am I'm I? in my fifties. I don't know cool at all. I I was gonna ask you. What do you think the the, the coolest word for something cool is right yeet. now? <laughs> yeet. Nope. That yeet. Is, yeet does not mean cool. <laughs> I let me. We say don't it talk again. about modern slang a lot, so I wanted to kind of get a feel for yeah. this. How about uh, uh, so yeet? No. Nope. Yeet um, means to throw something. Oh. But throwing something would be cool. I mean, true. Normally, the process of eating something can be describing something cool. Oh. But. How about Hundo P for 100%? Is a Hundo P? No. No. She looks, she has a very pained look on her face. No. I should have taken a picture of that because she was in literal pain. That hurt her soul. <laughs> I don't know. What's, what's the, I don't know either. I'm out of touch now. I'm 24. Are you out I'm, of time? Yeah. You're out of touch? You're out yeah. of time? I'm an old person now. I'm 24 years old. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty... But you are not. It's it's definitely when you lose being part of that young generation when you're in you know, high school and you kind of know, mm-hmm. you know what kids are saying because you're a kid. Right. And then kids start saying stuff and you're like, oh, I, is that what the kids are saying? In my... One of my linguistics classes, when I was like 20, we had to choose two pieces of modern slang and write like an etymological history of them. Oh. Did you choose um, yeet? I did not. I think this was actually pre-yeet. <laughs> Possibly. Okay. Um, but so we did uh, fam and no. FOMO. And even at the time I was like, FOMO. Oh, I'd no. never use these. No. <laughs> like it's, I'm... It's not your groove or mine. I'm not cool enough. No, and you really, I think, to use some of that. Otherwise, it just seems like you're using it ironically. Yeah, which or, is, you know, trying too hard maybe a little bit. When I was a kid, uh, decent was the big word that everyone said. Like really? in the 80s in Michigan, decent was all the kids said everything was decent and our members only jackets. Oh, boy. Mm, yeah, we needed those snaps on the shoulders. Those came in handy. What are the snaps on the shoulders for? They were decent, man. Oh. They were cool. Decorative. Cool is Kind of like really... mini epaulets. <laughs> yes. Um, we had epaulets No? See, that didn't really even make no. sense as no, a joke because no. it didn't have the other half of the joke. I know. But you're laughing. So. Only out of pain. Uh, yes. She laughs from the pain I cause her. Yep. <laughs> what a wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful father-daughter relationship. Welcome to our dysfunctional relationship where we work through it with a podcast. So, yes, bees knees bees is knees. the one We're I'm going to focus on specifically. There are a lot of different words for, uh, or idioms of animals with stuff, but they almost across the board mean cool, at least in modern understanding. Okay. Um, so I kind of just picked my favorite and the one with kind of the most robust history, mm. uh, which would be the bees knees. 
Now, when you say animals with stuff, is that a term you came up with? Or oh, was... yeah, 100%. Oh, great. Hundo P. <laughs> Hundo P. Oh, no. That was me. Oh, gosh. That's such a Now I'm rhyming. Phrase. Yeah, it is. You're, but hey, you're Dr. Seuss. we're rhyming right out the gate. We are. So, bees knees was originally an 18th century fanciful phrase, which Ooh. is fun to say, uh, which is to refer to something that doesn't exist. So, in like the same vein as like the prank thing of, oh, go get me a left-handed hammer or oh, something sure. like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to that, where it's like something that clearly doesn't exist. There's a comic uh, back in the 18th century about uh, sewing buttons on ice cream and eating bees knees. What? It's just, it's supposed to be just like silly and fanciful and it okay. doesn't mean anything. Oh. Um, so very much in the age of like Alice in Wonderland, just kind of like yeah. nonce. I, I never really, uh, I don't like Alice in Wonderland. I, I don't like the movies. I don't like any of the renditions of it. It's not, it wasn't for me. So I, many, many weird kids of my age when I was in high school. Um, and I was also a weird kid. Sure. I was a drama kid. Yeah. Many, many of my friends and acquaintances were very into Alice in Wonderland. Really? Yes. And it was kind of like a subset of the kind of like scene kid thing, if you're familiar with that as a concept. I, nope. Don't okay. have any idea what you're talking it's about. Like, it's like goth light. Oh. <laughs> so like Panic well, at the Disco, great. Uh, My Chemical Romance, those uh, kind of kids. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Um, so they were all very into Alice in Wonderland. That wasn't my scene, huh, necessarily. Uh, what did you think they liked about Alice in Wonderland? What um, was it that attracted Just these? that it was kind of trippy and like mm. didn't, it, it was like, oh, it's a classic. So it's still like popular and easy to like come by and in high school was when the Tim Burton versions were coming out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for, when I was Depp, in high school. Mad Hatter. And so I had a friend who would cosplay the Mad Hatter. Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter. Really? And, who yeah. did that? Zach. Oh, sure. Of course. Zach's been mentioned before. Yes, he has. Yeah. Hi, Zach. You don't listen, but yeah. you, you, this is the second time now, I think. Yeah. In our history of the podcast. <laughs> the long history of two episodes now. Yeah. but I, So I think it just has popularity in that it is kind of like counterculture light <laughs> but we're, we're going to rebel thoughtfully yeah so it's not like as crazy as like it's not as like inherently like drugged out lsd is like some of like the beatles stuff okay but like it's still kind of like definitely a altered thinking fanciful magic yeah we're gonna talk in an elevated tone and expand, be fancy and expand the consciousness a little bit. Yes, and... we're all mad here. Is a common thing that was on people's t-shirts. Oh, that's so strange. <laughs> we are wildly off course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so getting back on track, the so it was kind of this idea of something fanciful, and then we also saw it referenced in the day as uh, referring to something weak. So a bee's knee was something weak. Oh. There is a letter written by a Miss Townley Ward oh, you have in to 1797. Say you have to say that with the English accent. Miss Townley Ward. Townley Ward. This this was in America, I believe, but yes. Oh, I still want to say Early, early accent. America, 1797. Did they have accents then? They probably still sounded British. I think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that if you take a southern accent and speed it up, it sounds just like a British accent? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, can you do a southern accent? 
I, I cannot. You can't do Southern I can, accent. Just a little bit, I but so. it's really not much. No, it's not bad. For one of my oh, murder yeah. mystery characters, sure. I do have to do a Southern accent. I don't think it's bad. Your well, sister's thanks. got a good one. She does. She does. She and does. I, she actually hasn't played that role yet. Really? What? Yeah. What's she doing that accent for all the time? I don't. I don't know. She's like, my oh my, I took way too much food. Anyway, we're moving on. Yeah. So Miss Townley Ward wrote in a letter to her sister-in-law, a letter in 1797, saying. It cannot be as big as a bee's knee. So it's this kind of thing as being something small and weak and just kind of referencing that. So it's kind of interesting to me that this already we see has three different meanings. Yeah. As something that's just kind of like fanciful and weird Mm -hmm. as something that is small and weak and then something that is super cool. Hmm. So I'm going to go a little bit into one of my favorite things about this phrase, and that is reduplication, because I don't think we've Uh, talked about it on the podcast yet. I don't think so. Yeah. So reduplication is just the weird thing in many languages, but English as well, where people like to just repeat things. Mm -hmm. So this can come in a couple different ways. Things like ping pong, kitty cat, flim flam, fiddle faddle. All that stuff, uh, where it's just like sounds repeated. If it's notably, if it's just vowels being changed from things to thing, like bric a brac, yes, that's called ablute or ablaut. If it's just a b l a u t, okay. So it's amazing that we have a word specifically for that for changing (laughs) a vowel in a word to make a reduplicated phrase but that's what etymology is all about guys oh yeah it's coming up with increasingly specific words to describe and some of you nerds out there and you just love this stuff which is probably why you listen to this podcast hello it's me hey uh we also have rhyming reduplication I like, see, and again, there's something about the alliteration, Mm -hmm. the using of that first letter. There's, okay, I'll I'll do this first. So, rhyming reduplication is stuff like bees, knees. Yes. It rhymes. It's kind of this duplicated sound. Mm -hmm. Razzle dazzle. Oh, yeah. Give them the old razzle dazzle. What was that from? It's from Chicago, Uh, which is also in the 20s. So, hey, we're on point here. Um, Walkie talkies. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So, stuff like that. But I think it's it's pretty fun that uh, reduplication is reduplicated itself. It's redundant. If you think about duplication... You don't have to put re. Reduplication. It's redundant. Oh. And it's so it is itself. Isn't that fun? It's self-referential. I think that's fun. There's also exact reduplication, which is like the baby Wait, talk stuff. Say that again? Exact. Exact reduplication. So it's just oh. saying the same thing twice in a row like babies do. It's like, bye-bye. Oh, mama. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exact. And then there is... Shm. Uh, reduplication. Uh, I don't... What? Which is a... In- I, I can't, I have a hard time even believing that this is present in all areas of American English because it seems so specific, but sort of just like the way that you can discredit something by removing the first letter, by saying it right the first time, and then saying it the second time with the first replaced with shm. So, say if you're, oh. someone's like, oh, are you following the instructions on this pattern? Instructions, schmuckshins. Exactly. So, what? isn't that wildly what? specific? It's called schma reduplication? Yes, because it's that sound. Yeah, Shmuh. sure, sure. Yeah. So, it's it's oh. this very strange, why do we all know that that's what that means? We, yeah. Oh, and it, That's crazy. 
I didn't realize. And you don't – some things you don't realize are as universal as they are until you yes. hear them and go, everyone has – I've heard lots of people do that. I've done that. Right. Well, and that's, and that's where with that I'm kind of curious if it is all across, like, American English. And I'm curious if it reaches out into other world's version of English as well. Crazy. I don't know if they say it in England or in Australia. Well, that's Carol. Yeah. And, and, and Jane. Why would you ask Carol? Because Carol's a linguist. And she yeah, she is. Okay. But I, I just mean that you have an actual friend in Australia. Why would you? Well, no, no. Because I was thinking other languages yeah. other than, yeah. than English. Carol's wonderful. You've all heard her episode. It's great. Well, you better. And if you haven't, go back and listen. Go back and listen. It was out Do last it week. Now. Go listen. Come on. She's great. Oh. So, bees knees. Yes. Where the heck did it come from in the first place? People like it because it rhymes and people like thing that's things that rhyme. But why a bee's knee? I don't know. What? Tell us. I thought you would tell me. I know. No. You're the one doing the research. <laughs> so one of the theories is that it has to do with literal bees. Quiz. Hmm. Do bees have knees? No. Sort of. Well, yes. Okay. Sort of. So when bees go from flower to flower, mm-hmm. uh, they get nectar stuck yeah. on their legs from sure. the flower. The phrase bees knees means something that's like sweet and great. Mm-hmm. So it's thought that maybe because stuff that's sweet and great, the stuff that make honey gets stuck to the bee's leg. Yeah. Not an actual knee. Technically, no. it's like a they have something they have something akin to a knee, uh, but it's not literally a knee. Uh, it's but it bends. It right? does. It does bend, but it kind of bends. It's not like a human knee. Not a human knee. Okay. Uh, But maybe because they get stuff to make honey stuck there, maybe that's where that came from. I don't think so. No, I don't. That seems really weird to me. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a good effort, but I don't buy it. Uh, It's also thought that it could be a back formation of the word business. So back formation is when you have a word that's already a thing and then you like mush it up to make it weird. <laughs> so oh. like it just slowly evolves away from it. So like business, bees knees, bees knees, kinda uh, I, again. Wait, that's not good. That's really schmooshy to me. Yeah. Not a fan. Small reduplication. Um, another kind of iffy one I think is comes from Shakespeare. Oh. Uh, so Shakespeare originally uh, came up with the phrase "be all end all," okay, which is kind of a fun little extra tidbit. I didn't know that came from Shakespeare before researching this. Uh, but in Macbeth, when he's about to kill Duncan, he says that is that but this blow might be the be all and end all. We jump the risk to come. Hmm. So it's guessed by some etymology folks that etymologists etymologists that is how that word is i forgot the word yeah, for a moment i'm here for you thank you mm-hmm. we make a good team yeah i think so so some of them guess that uh the be all end all became shortened to the bees and e's no i don't like that either and you so. know the bees the be all and the e's the end all bees no. and e's and then over time the bee's knees. But also, that doesn't make any sense because the be-all, end-all doesn't make... That's not the same thing as bee's knees. And it was way, way before it started being used. Right. So that's stupid. I thought it was interesting because it taught me that be-all, end-all came from Shakespeare. But at the yeah. same time, that's stupid. But that was out there. <laughs> that was someone's theory. Yeah, that was legitimately someone's theory. Okay. Uh, so... Hey, if you thought of that theory, you're wrong. 
Maybe find a different passion. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So now we're coming up. I often have a favorite theory yes. when going over these, and maybe that is a bit problematic as a researcher. But using logic yeah. and thinking through, like, what, which one of these makes the most sense. And yeah. I'll always say when it's just, like, my preference or, like... But I think logically, this one makes the most sense, and I'll see if you agree with me by the end of it. Okay. So this comes back to a specific person. We like a biography here on the Watch Your Mouth pod. We do. So I want to talk to you a little bit about Miss B. Jackson. Is it B-E-A? B-E-E. Oh. Yes, Miss Fancy Feet herself, as she was also known. Miss Fancy Feet, B. Jackson, iconic flapper girl. Okay. So she was one of the most famous Charleston dancers of the 20s. Can you do the Charleston? I cannot dance. No. Worth a damn. The Charleston is actually a really weird dance because you don't actually move that much. Your feet are just like moving around in a tiny box. Like to train the dancers, they would actually like draw a box on the ground and have them dance within it. And there's actually a, a video of Miss B. Jackson dancing on one of those little boxes to demonstrate how small a space her feet actually occupy while doing this dance. Can you, we'll put that on the uh, Facebook Yes, we page. definitely will. You can find it on YouTube, so we'll post it there. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a fun dance. Like, she's clearly doing a great job, and she's, you know, a sprightly little thing. Oh, is she? Okay, good. Good job, B. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was world-renowned for her amazing dancing. Uh, she, it's, it's just kind of very leg-heavy, the Charleston, and that was what she was most known for. Okay. So... Her legs were heavy? That's what she was known for? No. Oh, well, they probably were. They were quite strong, like dancers' legs, you know? <laughs> they were uh, legs So it's, it's kind of like tap dancing with no tap shoes. Oh, okay. Is kind of how I saw it described in some places. So she was a New Yorker and was self-taught. Mm. Uh, she would listen to the radios or to the radio sure. or yeah, yeah. the phonograph and mm. taught herself how to dance and started her career at the age of 15. Nice. Yeah. I mean, they started early, back yeah, in the 1920s. Well, Although I guess performers, even today, often start quite young. They do, and their lifespan wasn't as long then. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, so she was in many musicals and cabaret shows and some movies. Oh. And she was also in the famous Zigfield Follies. Sure. In 1922. Yep. Uh, this was just a fun little anecdote I found. She was in a movie called Lying Wives. <laughs> Oh. Which I mostly just like because I actually found a review of it, oh. which was scathing. And I enjoyed quite a lot, and I'm going to read it because right. I enjoyed it. So the director, uh, Mr. Abramson, is not content with producing and directing his own pictures, but now he has to write them. We cannot congratulate him on this particular effort, which besides being quite tedious, is very muddled. Oh. So I just think that's a very light and airy way to like, so first of all, they're like, oh, he's writing now, that guy, <laughs> really? And then they're like, we can't congratulate him for that. Who's, who's we? You think it's, it's the publication. I think know, it's okay. like a royal we, maybe. Yeah, like I'm the, sure it is. But I yeah. love that inferring. That they're inferring. It's like it's not just my opinion. There's like yes, a bunch of us. We cannot congratulate him. Yes. The yeah. royal we lends a lot of... Uh, Pompousness. Yes. We, we should talk more about the royal we. Do people know what the royal we is? I don't know. Okay, so when you refer to yourself as we, because this is something that... Okay, so when you refer to yourself as we, so like, 
we are going to the park today. But I'm only speaking about myself. I am going to the park. It's to kind of give this elevated, like, fancy, because that's what actual, like, monarchy used to do back in the day, hmm. would be to refer to themselves as a collective, because it was them and their crown, and their, like, elevated power. They were above a common person. They weren't just an individual. They were a we. But what did, could it potentially also have meant, so a queen or someone who is really high up in royalty would never go anywhere by themselves anyway, because they always have attendants. Yeah. You think maybe that's part of it, too? I, it's I don't know. possible. I don't know. I'm not sure. My understanding of it was that it was because they were above the common man. Yes. Uh, and that they were like ordained by God to be the ruler. Oh. But that could be because they definitely were not allowed to go alone places. Do you think maybe the royal we is also when they go potty? I knew that was coming. I knew it. I could see it coming, <laughs> and it still it was like I couldn't get off the tracks no, in time. No, you. I would have went back because yeah. that was a joke that need. I don't normally like bathroom humor, it's, but that it's, one. It's the dad joke. Uh, I know trolley problem. <laughs> I'm a dad. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. I, well, I guess I'm not mad about it because I'm here. But anyway. <laughs> and you use that same sense of humor often. <laughs> Good. Well, not potty humor. Anyway. Well, no. So, humor. in her many travels, Miss yes. B. Jackson B. entertained Mary, many foreign heads of states and important type people who, you know, were influential in many ways. And one of these I found very interesting. She met King Zog of Albania. Oh. We like a good name here, and King Zog is really up there. Again, I have to think of what were the nicknames? The Zogster? He was also known as Zagu. So I don't oh. know if which one was the nickname of which. I think Zagu's got to be the original, and Zog is like a, just yeah, a short name. Yeah, I don't know Zagu. how Albanian nicknames work, though, well, if I'm being honest. Well, if you are honest. Albanian and you know, let us know. Yeah, let us know, our We've, Albanian listeners that we don't have yet. Well, we want to hear. You don't know. We so could. Zagu was uh, this uh, president of okay. Albania for sure. a time, and then he decided he'd rather be dictator. Oh. So he decided to become a dictator. He, you know, had his opponents murdered, oh. like you do. Sure. And then he ruled by force and became a king. <laughs> so he became King uh. Zog. So, you know, president, dictator, king. Can, can I just say that King Zog sounds like a villain in a Mario game? It really does. It yeah. sounds like like Kirby's nemesis or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, I have to fight King Zog. Yes, he did get ousted in 1939 by Mussolini. Oh, God. Uh, and then Albania was taken over by Italy for a while, and Zog went into exile uh, oh. and then died in France. So he jumped a lot of countries. Sure. But before all of that, when he was still King Zog of Albania, <laughs> he met Miss B. Jackson Ooh. after one of her dance shows uh-huh. uh and he he was very much a womanizer he was known for you know hitting it up with all the ladies sure so this was his pickup line he went uh-huh. up to miss b jackson and proposed that she try out the albanian climate with him oh. that's quite a pickup line not bad uh and reportedly the way she responded to this flirt she punched him in the nose yes <laughs> little miss b jackson sprightly little square dancer dancer in a square she didn't actually square dance true yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yep met the king of albania the self-declared dictator and king of albania and punched him in the face doesn't that seem like a really 20s thing for a it woman really to does do? like they didn't just not putting up with any crap you could see it in like that flickery like you know silent movie black yeah, and white and just you can see her sepia. fist and just like all the way out and then all the way back in yeah and I him watched. going like oh 
tried one. Is that, is that your Albanian accent in pain? Yep. My... Could you do that one more time? Oh, oh, oh. oh okay. It was more my silent movie sound effect. Also, that sounds like it actually could be a good noise for King Zog to make in the video oh, there, game. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. I will get you, King Zog. Smack. <laughs> we is. should definitely make a video game about. Oh, and if you could send us B. pictures. Jackson. Okay, this is what we want. I want oh, okay. artists. Are we demanding fan art now? Yes, fan art oh, of, of of B. Jackson punching King Zog in the face. Except Perfect. it's a video game. Yes, except he's Boom. a giant dragon or something. Yeah, whatever. Make, use your imagination. <laughs> I think he's a giant snail. Oh, he's a giant snail. I mean, sure. Zog does sound kind of snail. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So B. Jackson did not just punch people. She made things, too. She helped popularize the Charleston. She claimed to have brought rumba to America, mm. um, which is an Afro-Cuban dance. Oh. Um, but also, possibly, rumba is a different dance. I bought a rumba for my Not wife the vacuum. for her birthday. I uh-huh. did. I really did. Yeah. We have a rumba now. What'd you name it? Um, I want to call it Rocket. Yeah. Because it's slow. <laughs> it's like Rocket Raccoon. They do look pretty dumb and dopey. Maybe I you should name it Eeyore. Oh. <laughs> He's just kind of like bumps into things. I miss such some dirt. Not that it matters. <laughs> That's me doing Eeyore as a vacuum robot voice. Beautiful. You won't hear that many places. Nope. That's unique to this podcast. Yeah. So she claimed to bring rumba to America or rumba. It's really hard to tell because they're spelled the same sure. dances, sometimes with an H, sometimes without. Uh, but it seems that that maybe was a little bit of appropriation. So side eye B. Jackson a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but largely she seemed like a really sprightly, like entertainer. She did yeah. a lot of work and uh, a lot of personality. was very, very well known for her dances and for her attitude. Um, unfortunately, when she was in rehearsals for a show at the Paramount Club in Chicago in 1933, she got appendicitis, oh. uh, and they tried to do an operation, and unfortunately, she died when she was uh, 24 or 26. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so about my age. Kind of rough. Ah. Yeah, not great. Um, on July 18th, which actually I think is like the day this comes out, or around there. Wow. So that's kind of funny. It's in, so, it's in memoriam. In, in memoriam of B. Jackson, make yourself a cocktail known mm. as the Bee's Knees. There is a cocktail called the Bee's is Knees. Really? There is. It's made from gin and honey with lemon and orange juice. Well, that's fair. It's made from honey. And as yeah. you're drinking your Bee's Knees, mm-hmm. maybe you could do the Charleston. There you go. Because we'll put the link. Yeah. You can watch the Charleston. I I wouldn't even know the first thing about how to do the Charleston. Do you, are you a dancer? Do you know how to dance at all? What do you think? I, I know pretty much the answer is no, but I want to know if you ever enjoyed dancing. No, I was the guy. I didn't go to high school dances because, well, that's a whole other story. But I didn't <laughs> want to go to the high school dances anyway. And so I will slow dance with my wife at a wedding or something like that. <laughs> I don't fast dance. I, I will do dancing ironically. Yes. I will do the sprinkler. And or the I will shopping do... cart, which I believe you invented. No, I did not invent it. Absolutely did not invent the shopping cart. I think cart. you told us that when we, when we were kids. That but... could be. Uh, I'll do the lawnmower. The light bulb. I um, uh, Do the light bulb. I can do that. Uh, do making the pizza. <laughs> and uh, the one I did make up is washing the dishes. Oh. I did make up washing the dishes as a dance. I see. And then there's the Q-tip. I don't like that one as much, but... I don't know that one. You just... YouTube I think it. I can probably deduce. Oh, you can. You can. Uh, no, I don't dance. And you don't dance either. 
No, I really don't. No, I, 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 we've both been in musicals. Yes, and I, I have done a jazzercise once and did on, very poorly on purpose. Yeah, I. Have... It's hard to accidentally jazzercise. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> well, one time I was being chased by a bee, and it looked uh-huh. like jazzercise. There you go. I, thought I was exercising. Jane Fonda came right up and was like, "Yeah, I like your style." That's actually how it got invented. Oh, um, yeah. That's a, not many people know that. Amazing. Or, or was it the time I ran walked into a spider web that was in a tree? Maybe it was both at the same it. time, and Jane oh, Fonda got a lot of ideas that day. She was driving through Grand Rapids, Michigan, said, look at that 10-year-old boy. I don't know when Jazzercise came out, but... The 80s, no. so but, that was... <laughs> but we danced. We danced in musicals. We had yeah. to dance. I did, too, and I, it was tough for me. I don't I don't get it. My body doesn't work well that way. Yeah. I can do the Broken Robot. Not that. Which musical were you Just, in that required that? No. Was that the Tron musical? The Tron, the Tron musical. I mean, it's fat... better than Bye Bye Birdie, which I was in. Well, no, it's better than uh, Due to Lack of Interest Tomorrow has been canceled. Oh, nobody gets that reference. No, don't. Look it up. It's horrible. It is the most It is the worst musical awful. ever written. That has nothing to do with Bees Knees. Um, nope. I wish that the person who wrote Tomorrow has been canceled due to Lack of Interest would be attacked by swarms of hornets. Oh, not even bees. No, because I don't B. want the Bee Jackson bees to will die. come back from the grave and punch him in the nose. Or her. Is it a him? I think it's probably a him. Most likely. It was not a very friendly to women musical. Uh, no, it could be. It was bad to watch. It wasn't very friendly for the viewer either. <laughs> it was either. not friendly to the viewer. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, once the pandemic is over, go out and see Tron the Musical. <laughs> Tron the Musical, my favorite number, Light Cycle of Love. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used to play Tron oh when I was a kid goodness. at the video store, at the yeah. arcade the video store. The arcade, uh-huh. we'd play Tron, and it had the little different the games you could play. Yeah. There's the spiders, the spider room, and did you shoot the spiders? And you could <laughs> rotate his arm to shoot. Anyway, gosh, no one cares. Um, anyway, <laughs> Bouncing Spiders of Death, another very moving number. Oh, moving is it? Yeah. I guess the yeah. dance is very moving, yeah. All the dancing spider puppets. They, they are, especially when they get shot and they blow up. It's a surprisingly puppet-heavy musical. As, as it's, it's surprising when any musical is puppet-heavy. Really? I, there's a few of them. Avenue Q. Avenue Q. Very, Star, Starship. Don't know what that means. Giant Bugs. Ooh, that doesn't Some good sound puppets. Good. Yeah. Starship Troopers. I get you. It is a reference to that, yes. I figured. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that has puppets, though. Anyway, <laughs> you can find us on most streaming platforms, and you should leave us a, re- a nice review against all odds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, people may like this. We, we just, it's just, it's a father it and a daughter uh, having fun. It's 150 degrees in this room right now. It really is. It's really warm. I have sweat dripping down my forehead. <laughs> We're trying to drink some water. We can't run the fan that because that would be too noisy for the microphone, and that has nothing to do with bees' knees. We are suffering for your delight, audience. <laughs> as we do, as we do. Um, but share, share this podcast if you think yes. other people want to hear us ramble and uh, talk about weird stuff. Share it around. If we got anything wrong, or if you have any suggestions, feel free to email us at watchyourmouthpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook or on Twitter, where we will post the things that we talk about yes. uh, in the Facebook group. We'll, t- we'll post like the pictures that we talk about in the videos. We'll post a video of, of Miss B. Jackson, fancy feet herself, oh, yeah. uh, dancing. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Milo. And I'm Dave. And I'm Tigger. Stay curious, everyone. Bye.